You're listening to Crafting Cannabis with your hosts, Early Bird Auto Grows, Blackwater Grows, and Rooter Allister. All right, all right. How y'all doing? We got a we got a special guest today. His name is uh. Well, I'll let you go ahead and give him because he's your buddy. Oh, <laughs> welcome today, uh, Merch from Merch Grows on YouTube. Welcome. What's good, guys? Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks, for, uh, thanks for hitting me up. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, uh, and you're uh, <clears throat> on Instagram. You're J Merch J J underscore Merch J. Yeah, J Merch J. That's me. Between. Cool. So yeah, Merch does uh, auto flower breeding and some growing and some documentation of that and some pretty cool videos. So that's why we wanted to have him on and just see what's up and just talk about breeding and talk about growing. So yeah, what uh, I guess we just jump right into it. Like when um, when did you get started putting up YouTube videos? So I started doing YouTube videos. I think it was like 2018 or 2019 on uh, on my smartphone on my iPhone and. I just started getting into growing, and um, I really liked making videos and stuff. And I, you know, I was so bad at it at first, but I just started uploading it to YouTube. Didn't even really understand that there was like people that were gonna watch it, and it just kind of snowballed from there. It's 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 really fun. I I'm super hooked on it. Nice, nice, right on. Well, so did you start growing like right around the same time, or have you been doing that for a while? So I guess I, I started growing when I got, I was in the Navy, I got out the Navy, I started growing weed because it was something fun and I, you know, I couldn't do it before. Um, so I started seriously like taking it to the next level, I guess, when I was um, like, I had just been out for like a year, but um, getting high all the time, didn't want to buy it all the time, you know, and wanted to see what growing was all about. So like 2018, I started growing but when I was in high school I was growing bag seeds out in the woods and you know stuff like that but never never did very well at all yeah <laughs> that's cool man yeah Aaron Ray, well, you look like you look like you got it going on man you really do those videos are nice you got some good videos man Absolutely. you really do thanks bro it's the camera yeah so it's what, all uh... the camera <laughs> <laughs> well you got some skill you got skills nonetheless so. yeah <laughs> So, um, so I guess like with that in mind, like how did you, cause you seem from looking at your stuff, pretty familiar with the same kind of autoflower breeders that we talk about generally Mephisto, Night Owl, all those guys. And so when, when did you start like learning about those genetics and playing with that? So it's kind of interesting because I never thought about doing like good genetics. I always just grew shitty genetics. And I didn't think too much about it. I thought it was kind of like overrated hype stuff. But one of um, one of my friends, he started the Discord for me. Like the the viewers started my Discord. I didn't really start it. It was all their idea. And they said, "Hey, I would like to send you over some some good beans." And he's my friend Natai. Shout out to Natai over in the Discord. And he sent me some Mephisto and Night Owl seeds. And I've you know I I've never been able to make a drop and it's so expensive so I just was like I'm not gonna do it and he sent me over those and once I started growing those this was about a year ago then after that I was like okay I'm never growing bad genetics again it's like this was something that I need to do totally 
yeah, it's a totally different experience. I had the same kind of thing. I started out with uh, ILGM seeds, and yeah, just huge drift, bad plants overall. So, no consistency. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. a big, big difference. I did some ILGM. Totally. They, those guys are kind of like I don't want to call people out, but they're they're kind of like. I don't know, man. Super inconsistent and sort of, I, I've called them predatory in the past because I feel like they really do, and there's a lot of haters out there when I say this, but um, they really do sort of hope that they can get new growers into these deals. And it's really expensive. I mean, you can get some really good genetics for what they're selling. And um, I just found that, like I grew some GDP from them, GDP Auto, and they were all over the place, inconsistent, and none of them were even purple. So I just called them, I called it granddaddy green. But it, it was it was like after that, I was like, no more, I can't do it, man. Yeah, I understand that, man. No doubt. Well, it's, just, it's the same, you know, it's, and, and there's a lot of companies out there that do it. You know, it, it, I mean, you, you, the list, the laundry list is, you know, forever, but they are, they are the most, the most prominent, you know. <laughs> They're like, here, take this for three hundred dollars. We'll give you three strains. <laughs> like an expensive Dollar General. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And my thing with them is they, um, I would ask them, you know, where who bred this? Because like some of the stuff that they sell is like cut only, and it's like, how how'd you get seeds of this? Like that's kind of crazy. They don't they don't ever respond, and then the shipping too. They ship it in like barely protected, no seed vials, just, and I asked them why they did that. And they said, well, if it gets broken, we'll just send you more. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not taking into account time, time frames. Time frame is very important for people. And some people don't have the extra week to spare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And just, I mean, the experience who wants to keep reordering shit. That doesn't come, no. you know, properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How 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 hard is it just to have you know a vial to throw it in? You know, mm-hmm. something. So it's cool that you served, man. Thank you for your service. Just say that. How how long were you in? Do you mind if we ask about that? Oh yeah, it's all good, man. I um I love my time in the Navy. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, I was in for eight years, and I was an aircraft mechanic. So like, I just fixed like planes and helicopters and jets and stuff so like i wasn't like fighting or anything i was just, like just on a, like a cruise like a pleasure cruise they were out doing their like whatever they were out gunning stuff and fighting and i'm like chilling out here eating a cheeseburger like when they come back i'll just be like oh yeah i'll get that fixed up for you <laughs> yeah let me fix that oil leak for you there sir yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're leaking! You're leaking some hydraulic fluid. Here you go. Let me top you off. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. That's that. That sounds like a fun job. That is cool. That makes sense. Why- I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was some crazy days too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Why you seem like in your vids, you have pretty uh, like analytical viewpoint. So that kind of makes sense if you come from a mechanic. He does. Background. Yeah. Yeah, the Navy man. They taught me how to think like critically, which was I, I really do appreciate that. There's a lot of things that I that I wasn't a big fan of, and that's kind of why I got out. But they taught me how to think like yeah. somebody who wants to solve a problem, which was really cool. And I try and apply that to my um, my growing, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely, man. Yeah, they definitely teach some good real world uh, ways of looking at things for sure. I agree with that hundred percent. So it seems like breeding is a big part of what you're doing. What um, <clears throat> what what lit that spark 
like when you chucked your first pollen, were you trying for anything or were you just like, I'm gonna see if this works? I've, I chucked my, and, and I wanna say specifically, I chucked pollen. That was, you know, absolutely. I, and I still don't really embrace the breeding <laughs> yet because I think breeding, I think big rooms um, with an, a huge intent, you're sifting through, you're looking for that needle in a haystack and that's just not really what I'm doing currently. But I had an mm. indoor grow and I just wanted to make more seeds, really, of one type. And it wasn't even a very good strain. It was like Kush Van Stitch by like Flash Seeds. It was like some old, I think it was from Spain. It was like that old European autoflower stuff that's just like not good. And I did that first. Mm. And uh, it was a learning experience. It was a male to a female breeding, so no STS. It smelled like trash and it was like a hash plant <laughs> so and i sent those seeds out to so many people and i feel bad about it but you know you got to start somewhere how long ago did you did you uh did you start trying this so i did my first auto breeding i think it was two years ago or maybe even three times flying by so it's been three years when you saw that that worked oh and you said that's what i was going to say like when uh you said that you send some out and i know uh you sent or uh, Captain Autoflower some beans, and that's how I got some of your beans and how we met. Did a little trade, uh, and uh, so what guy you started with that? Was it like did YouTube people say, "Hey, can I try what you're what you're making?" Or did you kind of offer it to your followers on YouTube, or how'd that go? So I I kind of really enjoyed uh, growing. I, I always love growing and making more seeds. I realized how many seeds you can get at one time. It's a it's a lot of seeds. So. I kind of just used it as a way to um, to get people into growing. Uh, there's a lot of new growers who like they fall victim to like sort of not scams, but like ILGM type of stuff where they don't know what seeds are worth, and you know they want to grow, but they don't always have a lot of cash. You know, it's usually the case. Most people don't have a lot of cash, so I just did giveaways, and I just sort of kept making more seeds to supply myself, and it just sort of snowballed into this thing where I do a giveaway on all my videos and I don't want it to be like, that's what I'm doing to attract people, but I like being able to, sure. to give back to the community in a way that a lot of people don't. So yeah, I just sent him over to Captain because I, di I didn't realize he was as popular as he was. And I just was like, hey man, you want some beans? And yeah, it was kind of funny the way it worked out. <laughs> cool. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was good, man. I'm glad you did that because yeah, it worked out. Because then uh, it came, all came full circle, and now you're here, so it worked <laughs> out good, man. <laughs> That's what I love about the community, man. I mean, you got you got little things like that can happen and change everything. I love it. But that's cool, man. It's cool that you're doing that too. I mean, that's a uh, that's solid. That's a solid thing. I like the, Damn right. I like the seed rich idea, like you were saying too, because it is like there's some people that do that with uh, money, like that guy Mr. Beast on YouTube. He makes a bunch of videos. Yeah. He makes like hundreds of millions of dollars and they're totally set and they just do giveaways, contests for twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty amazing. But once he got into that flow, so like obviously that's a dramatic example, but uh with seeds, you can do a similar thing. I mean, if you're making what ten thousand seeds, it doesn't hurt to give away a thousand. Yeah, man, that's exactly how I feel. I, yeah. I I did say one time that I wanted to be the Mr. Beast of uh, YouTube, and that was kind of cringe when I said that, but I did say that one time. And I just, I, I always try and do more and more seeds, like per pack. Like, so I'm progressively getting more and more so that if you do win one and you do get some seeds, you're gonna have 
a lot of seeds. And, and the cool thing with that is that it kind of like those people are more likely to, first of all, grow more, but also to share with their friends. And then it's, it's a snowball effect. The more people we get growing, the, the better the community is and the less stigma there is. So it's a, it's a good thing, I think. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a weird discussion around the, the cost of seeds because they do seem like they're expensive, but at the same time, I, I just learned that it's, it's actually pretty consistent from like the eighties still where like a pack of really high quality, rare, like photo period seeds might've been 200 bucks. It's about the same now, two to 300 for that kind of a thing. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know about the $50 packs and like where that price range comes in, say 50 for three seeds. But, um, they seem expensive, but at the same time, it's sort of always been that way. So I, I agree. It's nice to get them into more people's hands and, and also to teach people how to make their own, you know, if they want to do that, for sure. That's the exact same thing I'm doing. I'm not trying to, I am trying to breed for myself and select traits and stuff, but it's really just to make seeds and have them around. Yeah. Yep. Seed rich. Yeah. Damn right. Totally. You just never know, man. You never know when you're going to need a, a cabinet full of beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for real, you man. Got that right. So you do. But so, what is you? I'm sorry. No, you go. go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, so, merch. You. Uh, what do you have right now that you're you're working on that you're you're pushing towards? Like, what what is what is your goal right now? Is there like a, a set of goals that you have right now that you're working towards, or is it you're just kind of like letting it roll and just winging it, seeing which way which direction you end up? fallen or yeah so i i guess i didn't know it's like you know i don't have like a concrete area that i'm trying to like explore but i've just been sort of breeding these um like sort of top tier genetics together to create something that is different i don't want them to be like this guy is just taking our stuff and giving it to people so i'd like it to be different so i have been trying to i guess make the it's a crazy multiplied hybrid like it's just the same things together and together and together basically in a way you know the real fire genetics all together but once i get this sort of big pool of genetics i just want to grow all of them out at certain times and go through and see what's in there and then just pick the best one and then i guess just keep going from there that's really my goal that's cool cool, man damn right damn right Yeah. yeah way cool so what uh um yeah I got a question. Uh, when you first started doing your, your breeding or your crosses, whatever you want to call it, um, were you doing that inside or were you doing that outdoors? My first cross was actually outdoors. And I, I'm lucky enough where I live out in the middle of the woods where it didn't, it would never affect anybody else. But my first one was out in the woods. I, then I did it inside in a controlled environment. And then I pretty much mostly done it inside after that. It's just a lot easier, you know? Yeah, and and what state are you in again? Are you are you? Able oh yeah, to say? I'm in Maine. Um, I'm very open about like my face and like just everything about me. I'm pretty transparent. I just don't really care. Like it's legal here, so you know I've had I've had people come by that like the the law has come by and you know they just walk away after we're done talking because everything's fine. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice being able to be transparent. But yeah, I'm in Maine. Yeah, nice. It's a pretty cool. That's state. awesome. Yeah. Now, being being so far north, um, what kind of issues do you run into when you're when you're running when you're growing outside? Because I'm sure it gets cold there pretty 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 early. 
Yeah, it's cold. It's already getting cold, and actually tonight it's supposed to be down in like the low, the low 50s, high 40s. So we're getting, we're getting chilly. Um, so the main things that that I see, and if you've been watching my channel from time to time, you definitely you'll see all of this. But is uh, bud rot. I have a lot of bud rot and powdery mildew and just uh, oversaturation with water. All those type of things and and lots of lots of bugs. But as far as things specific to this area, bud rot is, is bad. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna Well, you know, you you gotta deal with what you gotta deal with. I, I tell you, you know, but right right where Maine is in general, I mean you're so close to <laughs> you're so close to Canada and every I mean you're right up there, man. You're way up there. I imagine. Yeah, we're Damn. I'm right up there. I mean I live down on the coast, so I'm kind of also close to you know the water so it, it keeps the temperatures a little bit lower but man those guys that are up north from me they got it really hard you know it's probably getting down close close to yeah. frost like real soon yeah wow yeah. Darn damn right. wow yeah it's uh we're approaching that too so i'm in northern michigan but on the coast of lake superior so all the way up and uh it's similar temps right now it's in like the low 50s at night and it's just now been raining for three days. We're supposed to get two or three more. So kind of like kind of cringing, waiting it's, to see how that goes. starting already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely starting to cool up here too. Yeah. Um, yeah the yeah, last, last few mornings I've been uh, going to work. I'm like, well, that's a little, I think I need a hoodie. Feeling like fall. Little, yeah, it's feeling definitely like fall for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're south of y'all, but it's... Uh, yeah, we got water on either side of us too. We we know how that is. But I tell you, man, it yeah, there's pros and cons to it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but humidity and stuff wise, definitely. I mean, being close to the water, man, it really yeah, puts a puts a hurting on you. <laughs> yeah, man. And and so like one of the things too, I, I try and harp on this because it's hard for people to really visualize, so I try and put it in my videos and stuff, but we have this crazy heavy ocean fog it rolls in and it's pretty consistent to where the fact that it's like someone took one of those foggers and just blasted your entire area with it and you just like it's really heavy yeah. and it gets it seeps down like inside those buds so it's really hard to deal with even if you have a rain cover the fog doesn't care it will still get in there and it's tough wow that sounds rough man there's nothing you can do about that you just gotta yeah. deal with it yeah. I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Just seeps on in. So well have you yeah, like have you found that you're coming across any plants that are resistant to that? I have, actually. Um three. Three plants that, that I noted that um have done pretty good. The only thing is is that those plants suck. They're not they're not good good to grow. I don't <laughs> want to grow them. They don't smell that good. They have bad harvest yielding and they're just like but they don't die so I, you know you come to this point where it's like i need to actually cross this with something else and you have to do that um, i just haven't done that right are those are those seeded plants like were you able to retrieve any seeds or will you from the ones that that didn't die or didn't get bud rot maybe you could pull some males out of that i still do have some of the seed stock from that so I can go back through. They were regular autoflowers. That's the, the Kush fan stitch stuff that really wasn't that good. And mm. I, it did have some beautiful mm. colors and it was, I have 
uh, video of it. So it, it made it. When all the other ones died, it made it. So I still do have those seeds and I might do something with that at some point in time. But yeah, bummer when, uh, when it's not good. You know, you got to like hope for just that one trait, basically, if you're trying to carry it forward. What, um, <clears throat> I guess, uh, early bird, you had some questions about the outdoor setup. Yeah, your outdoor setup is uh, pretty, pretty amazing. I love it. It's, what is it? It's on a cabin or something like that. And you got like a, a old pickup door as your gate. And it's just, it's cool as shit looking, man. It's very, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's it's unique as hell, man, but I love it. It looks cool as shit. <laughs> That's epic, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks. I uh I love that cabin. I lived there for for three years and the whole time I didn't really have a lot to do, so I would just improve the garden and work on things. And that door, that door was at this cabin when I showed up there. It was just lying on the ground out behind there. So it was already there and I just didn't really know what to do with it. So I just kept incorporating it, but it's it's pretty crazy little spot. I'm glad you guys like it. I appreciate that. Uh, it's, it's 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 awesome, man. Like it looks like you use like you've built it from what you can gather from where you are. It doesn't look like you've went to the store and bought lumber or anything like that. It just looks like you took some old logs or trees that have fallen down and just made flower beds out of them and compost piles. Man, it's it's cool, man. Yeah, using using what I had is 100% what that is. And even even that cabin was built with trees from that area that were cut down. I didn't build it, but it was it cut up on a, a sawmill that was right there too. So like it's it's really cool. The whole thing came from right there. And um, it's been hodgepodge together by me, but that was one thing that I I wanted to try and do is make these raised beds using wooden like stuff that I had around because what you know I'm not going to pay for these things it's right there I can just go get it it might not look great but I'm definitely going to use it I love it totally um and you don't use I think I've heard you say in one of your videos that you don't you, you don't like to use a lot of like bottled nutrients you kind of like just make your own compost piles and stuff yeah I I used to buy all that stuff you know, the, the roots organics or like even like fish fertilizer, the Alaska stuff, the stuff you get at like Home Depot in the gallon. It's, it's expensive now, but it used to be really cheap. And I used to just buy that from time to time. But I found that it was like a lot of work, man, to mix up these bottled nutrients. You're measuring, you have to check everything. And it's it takes a lot of time on, on a large scale when you're mixing two to 300 gallons at a time. I mean, it's like, how much time do you have? What's your time worth to you? So for me, I started wanting to do other things with my free time other than just mixing nutrients all the time. So I just kind of stopped doing it and went towards the dry amendments 100%. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, right on. Now you said two, 200 gallons at a time. Are you feeding from what reservoir? Like, or when you were doing that, do you have an auto drip system that you set up? No, man, this is the crazy part. And people always say that I'm crazy. I used to hand water those things with a two and a half gallon or two, two gallon canisters um, walking around. I mean, it was wow. like trip after trip <laughs> after trip. And I had five 55 gallon drums that my rain catcher, it would hold that. 
and they kept overflowing into each other and I would just dump all the nutrients into those and then scoop them out with my uh, little watering cans and it would be like an all day event, like crazy. Wow. No doubt, man, it sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, that's intense. That's dedication. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. So you must have been pretty ready to be done with that. Yeah, dude. That was, or are you still doing that now? I mean, you do. Uh, it's a labor of love, yeah, and I really you? had a good time at first. But eventually, that you know, the honeymoon period wears off with that type of stuff, and you're like, all right, let's 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 get a hose, you know? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this a little different. <laughs> For real, man. So what are you? So what are you? How are you watering now that I missed that? How how are you going about it now? What's your current setup? I guess. So right now, I'm actually not watering it. I'm just letting the rain do its thing because it's rain season oh, really? finally, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now I don't have to water. But there is a there is a, um, a a well that's hooked up to. It's like a little a little building that's like through the woods, like three or four hundred feet away. I have a well. It's not the best water. It's really iron rich. There's a lot of sediment, so I try not to use it. Um, it's it's hard. It's really hard, and you yeah. need to add a lot of pH up, pH down. But I, I just haven't been. I just don't care. I just water with that sometimes, but try not to. Yeah. I wonder if the magnetic descaler would work on that water. Is the thing we were talking about, and I've been looking into putting that on my house pipes. Haven't yet, but still looking into it. Yeah, that's yeah. my plan as well. When I'm, I'm definitely going to hook something like that up. Those things look great, man. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that um, on your podcast where like you put it on the outside of your pipe and it will attract the metal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. So I haven't looked at this lately, so I'm kind of front Mm -hmm. a little bit, but I think it actually like um, adjusts the structure of the calcium somehow. So it's more absorbable or less absorbable. See, that's where I'm like, it's A or B. I don't know. I got to look this up more. (laughs) There, there's a lot of options. That's what was throwing me off <laughs> when I was looking at them. There, there's a lot of different options, and uh, but they, I think they all do some. Like I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Um, there's cheap ones and there's more expensive ones. But obviously, if you're trying to do for your whole house too, while you're at it, I mean, if you just do your entire water supply, um, I feel like it would be beneficial. But even even just sticking it on your hose, you could do it that way too, according to what I've what we've read. I mean, you can stick it on any water outgoing water outlet. Um, and it'll, it was supposed to help with that. So, I mean, it's, it's something maybe. Yeah, man, the, the water there was so, it was so bad with, um, iron that you could, t- not only could you taste it if you drank it, but it, if you had it in a bucket, it would all fall to the bottom and there would be a really thick layer of oh. just metal. That's, yeah, wow. that's really bad. You, you need multiple stages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, man. Yeah, I had the rough. boogie blue, so what, uh, what those uh, RV filters. Those do pretty good, but they, they clog up in about six months, I found. Hmm. No doubt, especially with what you're describing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's pretty intense. Well, I seem, it seems to not bother your bees, because your bees, man, you got some honking bees, man. I'm going through your feed right now. <laughs> They're huge, man. And that's sunflowers, right? Are they some type of sunflower or black eyes? Yeah, they, they are actually at my um, my house now, the one that I just got there outside. Um, I try and attract the pollinators. They're cool, man. They We need to try and protect the pollinators. Um, a lot of people just 
try Dude. and kill them, but they're so important, so I always try and plant things for them. Yeah, definitely, man. Cool. I mean, I, I see what you said here. Screw the lawn. <laughs> Fuck the grass. <laughs> you know, give me give me flowers. You know, and honestly, that's, I mean, it, it makes me want to plant a lot more next year, man. Just just, just seeing them so happy, man. Look at them just going to town. Dude, I, I just awesome. tilled up my front lawn, and so, like, I just moved into this place, and people are getting a feel for me. And I have a sort of a crappy uh -huh. lawn out front. And what I did was I just ran a tiller straight up the middle and put rows down. So I'm going to plant some food out there. But some of the older folks were like, hey, you're going to get a lawnmower? And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm getting a lawnmower. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he just put some sheep. He just put some sheep out in the front yard and <laughs> has them clean up the grass. And uh, that's that's great. <laughs> no, that's cool. You have your rows of all your veggies and 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 you, oh, that, dude, that's that's the way to go, man. Yeah, they've never seen nothing like you before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you that's like awesome. What do you like to grow for veg? Oh, sorry, guys. I was just taking a, dr a drink there, but um, yeah, it, it's good. a it's all a cool good. little community out here. I live on the coast of. Maine out on an island. Um, I won't say exactly which island because, you know, you could probably just show up at my doorstep, but I'll probably just give you a high five if you did. But, <laughs> but it is a, it's a cool <laughs> little community and everyone out here has lived here for like a long time. So when somebody new comes along, they get very excited and they just like, you know, they want to know everything about you. But um, I haven't exactly broke the news that I grow a lot of weed. But I kind of broke the ice by yeah. planting some <laughs> plants outside that are extremely loud, so they know now. Yeah, they know. Oh, they know. Sure. You ought to yeah. bug them. Yeah. Hey, and the cool thing is that was basically like your friendship flag. You know, it's a stoner friendship flag. Like, hey, come party. You know, like, hey, you don't want to come over here, old people, and and uh, smoke a doobie in my back porch? Like, that sounds... <laughs> and, and I try and break the, you, the old people a ice job. a little bit because I'll sit in a rocking chair and smoke weed um, on the porch, and I feel like that is like a, a happy middle ground. Totally. There you go. You did it. Nice. You did it, man. Yep. You did yeah. it. You can't beat that. That's what man. dreams are made of. <laughs> just, start, just start crocheting casually, stonily. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> on the front porch <laughs> you got a whole flock of old people in your front yard uh, they'll, be, they'll be showing me new designs and so, shit <laughs> what's the uh, yeah. what's the overall vibe in maine as far as that goes is it there's still like a lot of old bias towards cannabis i i find it it's like half and half where i live seems like it's kind of like so it's been legal here for a while now and it at this point, I feel like it's looked at just like anything else as far as crops go. I find that the main thing that people are concerned with is honestly just the smell. Some of the smell can be a nuisance to some people, but for the but they don't care about you growing it. They're just like, it's kind of, it's like lobster bait. It's one of those things that you might not like the smell of it, but it is a part of the culture. And some people, they don't hate the thing, but they just hate the, the smelling, like the wafting. But um, as far as like, cops and laws and all that we are so chill it is just not a thing anymore you know it's it's great to see it come to that there's no stigma nobody cares and everywhere you go you're either smelling it seeing it or um hearing about it 
it's just it's just part of the culture man that's cool that's really cool like and you know the cool thing is that maine is they're so like to themselves and they do their own thing like you know everybody just kind of does you know that's cool that's and honestly i think it's because maine's forgotten about most of the time like nobody really thinks about it the people that run for office are just like eh like everybody's just kind of like whatever <laughs> it's like we do what we want fuck everyone else like <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, man. That's a neat state, though. It really is. I'm glad, I'm glad you came. Also, I meant to ask you, uh, Coast of Maine, dude, what soil are you using? <laughs> is your backyard, is that what you just use? Because, I mean, Coast of Maine, you're right there. I literally, yeah, I make my own. I make my own Coast of Maine soil, yeah, um, gonna... which is basically, I mean, all the in, stuff in that the they put in there is Coast locally available, naturally here. So I just go get it and do it myself. Yeah, and cool. I think it's better in my opinion, but uh, you know, that's up for debate. But Coast of Maine soil is bomb. I really like Coast of Maine soil. And I do use it from time to time when I need to, just because it's just so good. You, nice. you should, uh, you should, you should start for your, for your uh, followers. You should start um, scooping up like uh, gallon size, you know, freezer bags with your, your soil and put on their Coast of Merch. There you go. And, and and that'll be one of your Patreon exclusives. That's for top tier only. <laughs> yeah. Top tier masterclass. Yeah. I've had people ask me to like scoop That's them the up one. stuff. Yeah. That's that'll be the one on there. You just have one on there that's like some random number, like fifty seven dollars a month, and you can have one two two gallons. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. So they, uh, speaking of followers, so you get a, a little discord that popped up around your channel. That's pretty cool. And you said that's been a way to interact with people. Yeah, I really like discord and I was very skeptical at first. I feel like this is everyone's discord story. I was very skeptical at first because it just was so confusing and overwhelming. But these, uh, the viewers, they said, we want a Discord server. We would like to have somewhere to talk about things. And this is a new thing. And we love the, we love the format. You know, we love the platform. If you would make one, that would be very cool. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. So if you make one, I'll just put my name on it. <laughs> and that's how it was kind of born. Uh, and and it's, uh, it's been something that I've grown to really love. You cannot get deleted on Discord. It is so cool. Yeah. Nice. Discord. That's where it's at, man. Like it, it you're yeah. right. It, it, everyone basically says it. I say it. Blackwater says it. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve to get used to Discord. Um, yeah. but yeah, once you're in there, you understand how it works, man. It's awesome. It's a great place to be. It is, man. And, and yeah, just Discord's the shit. Like it is. I know I say it every time, but like it really is, man. <laughs> we need to get Rudy in there. Rudy, I don't know. He's like dragging his feet hardcore, y'all. Like I don't. I'm. I'm serious. Anyone who talks, anyone who's friends with Rudy, or just follow, message his ass and be like, dude, get on Discord. Get on Discord. <laughs> poke him. Just poke him with me every once a week. Just poke him. Okay. Yeah, and there's day. no ads on yeah. there. It's like it, you are the you're the moderator. Yeah. You control what people see. That's cool. It's nice. It's nice. It really is. No, we primarily hang out in the. Uh, cultivation conversation discord that's usually where we all kind of hang out um we've gone back and forth on making like our own like just having like a, a separate one but i kind of you know i'm i like i like having everyone all in the same thing you know what i mean and that's like i hate to make one and then like sever the community in some way like you know what i mean i mean everyone would still be in both but it would be like everybody be jumping back and forth probably you know like 
I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth on it. It does exist. It's yeah, it there. does exist. It's just, it does it's exist. It's just us three in it, though. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants us to like open it up, I mean, we will. I just, I mean, that's where my brain's at on it. I hear you, man. I, I like the, um, I like the cultivation conversation too. They got that up and running in no time, and yeah. it is absolutely popping off, man. Dude, that shit looks good. That's what's so great is that that community was already there. It just needed somewhere to go, like all in one place, you know. And that's the great thing about it. It really is. It's they have a strong following, also. I mean, oh yeah, everyone's close knit. Everyone's tight. Definitely. They're all like minded people. So I mean, it just works, yeah. and it just took off running. And nobody, nobody gets their panties in a twist for no re- apparent reason either, which is great. It's like. It's nice to be able to just talk in general and not have to feel like, you, you know, someone's going to like bitch you out for saying this and you meant one thing and they took it the other way. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nice. It really is. I don't think I've seen one explosion in there. We, we have had to ban two people, um, but that's it. And, and so it's not something that we like to do, but you have to kind of have some rules. And if people keep breaking the rules, you have to make an example. It's like the classic thing. It's like, we're going to make an example of you so that people know to you know, be nice. Just be nice to other people. It's usually hateful stuff. We just don't have a place for that. Sure. Yeah, no. no I understand. I understand. Yeah, everybody just stays chill and gets along. Like, no problems. Yeah. So are you getting good feedback now from people growing some of your gear a little bit? Yeah, so far, good feedback. Um, I definitely need to sift through sift through them a little more there's a couple phenos that are the the main like winners and then there's some other ones that are good but they're not as good so i gotta i gotta go through them again right on right on i know i'm so uh full disclosure i'm growing some of that uh you had crossed uh double grape and star fox and i'm growing that out right now uh and it's nice it's nice yep unfortunately that's an amazing uh, combination, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they, and it's it's a pretty nice wide range yeah. in, in that cross between like thin leaf and wide leaf. Oh yeah, Hell yeah. that's right. <clears throat> I sent some to you guys, yeah, earlier. So yeah, yeah. they're uh, they're fun. They, they vary in height and structure and stuff like that, but there's definitely like a couple of consistent pinots. Yeah, there's a lot. Unfortunately, that one that had mixed the, ones in there. I I haven't popped any yet, but um, I'm very excited to to pop them because, dude, double grape and like Star Fox, like, come on, man, like that's such a great combination. Like they're they're both great, and like honestly, I'd be anxious to see like does Star Fox being in it help double grape be bigger? Like, that's, that's exactly like that's exactly that's what I've been. I'm so pumped yeah. about this because. I'm, I, these are the questions yeah. that I'm asking myself too. It's like, okay, am I going to get the double yeah. grape? Grape? Am I going to get the the Star Fox Sativa or like uplifting high? Um, is it gonna? What's it gonna pass on? Yeah. And it's just so fascinating. And so far, I found a variety of different ones. Like, and the one that I have in my room now, I narrowed it down to just one. Stacks like the Star Fox, but also it has that double grape smell. So it's I I kind of took the best of both, and I'm super pumped for that one. Yeah, dude. Congratulations, by the way, for doing that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing a service to the community, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's also for me, though. Uh, I'm not, you know, being talk about full, your... full transparency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What'd you say? I missed that. Oh, What'd it's also say? I do it for me too. Like, I, so like, I know a lot of breeders oh, yeah. that try and yeah. breed for like um, what other people want. I don't really care, honestly. I'm just doing it because. 
I want yeah. this type of weed, and so I'm gonna go and get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, man, yeah. for sure. There's nothing um, wrong with that. Can we talk about your 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 grow room for a little bit? Like, what kind of space are you growing in? Uh, what are you using to like control the environment, stuff like that? Yeah, man, we can delve into that, and and that's actually perfect timing because I had a bit of a conundrum yesterday with my entire grow setup. I um, basically ran out of CO2 and that's a problem for me. So I'm switching things up. But for, but for the main, uh, I guess the, I used to grow in tents all the time and I really didn't like tents a lot because it's of the space. So what I did was in my new place, I just bought a house. I designated one of the rooms to be a grow room, you know, and I put plastic down and I put all of my my lights and everything just hung it from the ceiling and, and something that I always wanted to do, I finally could do it. But the main thing is that it's sealed up and I ran out of CO2. So I can't get any more, they're not getting any more. So I need to switch it up. So we're, we're moving things around right now, man. Right on, right on. So you got, yeah, you got to unseal it now and introduce some air circulation and figure that out. Yeah. And winter's coming. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to intake? Are you going to intake external air during the winter or just vent? You're muted. Oh, sorry. Can you say that one more time for me? I, I didn't catch that. No problem. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, are you, uh, are you going to intake uh, cold air during the winter? That is something that I have done before in the past in the, um, in a sealed room, I used to do, a, I had a really cool exchange that I was going to do this year where I run a pipe outside of the house when it gets cold and I just kind of go back and forth, back and forth, like a long, like a dryer vent. And then I would have it come back inside. So it never actually exchanged any air. It would be a heat exchanger. And that worked really well because I wouldn't lose my CO2. Nothing would come in and it would cool it down. That worked really well just using an inline fan. But now, I'm going to be kind of taking a step back from CO2. This is going to be my first grow that I've ever done without CO2 enrichment. I've never done that. So this is going to be like new territory for me. So I'm kind of a little bit nervous about that, you know, um, but yeah, I'm basically going to have an extraction fan going to a lung room, I think is my plan, not going straight outside. Right on. Yeah. I, I tell you what, um, so I'm, I'm interested in the CO2 aspect though. Like, so <clears throat> I've got some CO2 tanks laying around from when I did, uh, um, aquascaping and I was growing underwater and stuff with plants. Um, I'm wondering if I could, I could totally use those in here, I guess, in theory. I mean, would it be better? I mean, I'm growing in a, in a room where I have tents set up and everything. Would it be better to have, it would have it grow directly to the tent, right? You wouldn't do the long room. You would do the actual, actual tent. I would assume you you could do that, and be, so the the only thing with going to a room is if you have multiple rooms, you need a separate controller for each space, and you need a separate regulator and a okay, tank yeah. for each space. So you could potentially do the lung room if you had multiple things going on, and it would get them all, but it just wouldn't tell you the CO two that's in the tent. It would be better to have two separate setups per tent. So just have one for a tent at one tank. Cause I actually, I do, I have like a two, two and a half gallon, um, CO2 jugs. And, uh, 
Yeah, I think it was pretty cheap to get them refilled around um, up north. I had to go like 30 minutes or so. And uh, I think it was, I want to say it was like maybe 15 bucks to fill both of those up. But this was all like way before COVID and everything. So Yeah, it's cheap to but, refill uh, the yeah, tanks. I, mean, I always say CO2 is cheap, but the equipment's expensive. You know, so but once you get your foot yeah. in the door, it's it's also addicting. So like now I have I have a CO2 addiction where I'm going to have to try and get away from that, which is really hard because it just makes your grow so much faster. Yeah, no, I've heard that people who have dedicated spaces for CO2 definitely see an increase. Now, I, I don't necessarily know about the whole, you know, the small little jugs and the, all that. I don't know how much that really makes a difference, uh, but actually injecting direct CO2, I feel like that would be definitely the way to go if that's something you're trying to incorporate anyway. Um, how about like the uh, the regulator and stuff like that? Like um, how much is something like that? I mean, just the regulator itself and like obviously you would just run a little tubing in there i'm sure with like a probe and a, and a monitor and, or whatever but like how much would like if, if i had a tank already what am i looking at to try to keep like a two and a, two, like say two two by fours i would need two setups so um, but i don't even know like i guess in that situation though in theory it really wouldn't necessarily benefit me if my lights aren't bright enough or if i if my lights aren't really I mean, really, I don't know. I don't know anything about this shit, so I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Well, I guess um, I'm not an expert on this. There's a lot of people that are m much better than me, but I ha but I have been growing, I guess, with with CO2, the exact same setup that I have. I've been growing with that, so I've learned with this. So I, I just, CO2 is the one thing that everyone says you don't need till the end, but I just started with it because it was the one thing I could easily just get consistent. So why not just go with that first? Cool. How, like, yeah, that's cool. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Uh, how, like, how much caution do you, did you employ or do you employ around CO2 and <clears throat> being in the room? Do you uh, Are you careful about that? Because I know it can be dangerous at certain levels, but uh, I've never done it. So I'm not sure what level of care you have to employ around that. So it is, um, it's really pretty safe. And getting back to your, to your question, Blackwater, uh, sorry, I skipped over it, but um, a regulator, um, a regulator is what you need to stop the area from getting too enriched with CO2. So that will basically turn on and off the tank. So I have my tank open. You get a regulator for, I'd say 50 bucks is pretty good. I bought mine, one of them for 40, one of them for 60. It depends on what's going on in the world and, and everything like that. But yeah, 50 bucks for a regulator and then all you need is something to monitor the levels in the room so it doesn't get up to like 5,000. Because if it goes up to 5,000, okay. you can pass out. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, you know what? I've already got a regulator then. I just, you know, I just need the uh, equivalent thing for air temperature instead of uh, aquarium water. That's what I need. So I need a, I mean, honestly, I have to check. Maybe that probe does read air. Maybe I, maybe it's an option. I don't know. It may be, maybe it's just like a little separate attachment that goes to regulators that you can interchange. Maybe I've um, seen, that's cool. I've seen kits. On, cool. I've seen kits online for that, that you can just pop onto a tank and then you can, yeah. you can like wire in the meter and everything to those. But yeah, I've never dealt yeah. into it. Okay. Yeah. Cause then what I had was like, it, it, um, it went down into like a diffuser inside the tank and then the diffuser would had like a little screen on it and it would let the air through the filter or through the diffuser and it would be like little fine mist of bubbles. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> CO2 is fun. 
but uh definitely man i'm i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna look into that at least and it'd be interesting to see how much it would run me to like actually incorporate it i mean i've already got the tanks the tanks are one of the most expensive i'll things. tell you what i'll tell you something i'll tell you something a little story about co2 tanks though real quick um so i one of the times that i went up to go get them refilled i came home and i put them on the counter or i had them outside in the garage for like uh, maybe 12 hours and i went to bring them inside it was a cold it was in the winter i brought them inside the house put them on the counter man it was like i don't know 10 minutes later i'm in the completely different part of the house and i hear <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck i went running dude the, the bitches on the floor spinning around and shit like it, it <laughs> wow that was terrifying. My dumbass, you know, I'm used to propane, you know, and uh, and filling up propane bottles and shit like that at work. And so when I, I went to go grab the bitch, not even thinking like, oh, this will be fine. Anyway, it it wasn't fun, but I don't know what happened there. I think it was like a, a t- difference in temperature was too drastic. And it, when it came in, it just blew the flood valve or the, uh, the little bleeder valve on the you side. You got to be careful with them. When you go from like I had an no extreme idea. temperature to another, <laughs> like if it's in the back of your car or something like that, they can, um, yeah, I yeah no they can idea. get kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never heard about this story. Yeah, because I was too embarrassed to bring it up, but it happened and it was very terrifying, man. I was, yeah, I was like, well, this right. is it. I can just see you standing there looking at this fucking tank. Like, just, yeah, well, I, I threw it out of control. I stuck my boot on it because it was spinning. I'm like, stop. I finally got a hold of it, and <laughs> oh man, it was. It was you should have got a video of that, bad. dude. And ever since then, I know, right? And ever since then, I've been terrified of those little tiny. Ass, I mean, that's what it was—a little tiny bottle. I can't imagine, you know, like uh, those big ones that you, you know, like those real tall ones. Jeez. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, you killed doing that anyway. Oh, easily, easily. People get decapitated all the time filling propane tanks. Like, I mean, it it's. Man, yeah, it's amazing what pressure can do. That's <laughs> scary, man. Yeah, it is. It is. So, hey, Mercury. So, uh, oh, <laughs> so I was, back, I was curious. Back to the grow room. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rudy. Go ahead. Oh, same back to the grow room. I was curious about, uh, so you, uh, I saw in uh, some of your latest videos, like you pollinate uh, a whole room. But, I mean, clearly you also uh, smoke. So, uh, how do you keep those separate? Or do you just, do you just smoke your seeded weed and just figure it out? So I kind of, I try and think of it as in terms of like stages. So this grow, I won't be smoking anything except for maybe a little bit here and there to just get an idea of the terpenes on something. Maybe I'll smoke a little bit of the, the bud, but it's not as good. You have to separate the seeds. It's not as good as just straight up buds. So I have a pretty good collection of weed already. I don't really need a t- like too much more, but I always want new flavors. So I'll take the time mm-hmm. to make some new stuff. And then after this, I will do a bud run to check everything out and sort of even out again. Cool. Um, what kind of lighting and stuff are you using in that room? Oh, I actually... Uh, I just got some new lights. I'm I'm pretty pumped. They should be here tomorrow. I use cheap ass lights. <laughs> I use cheap ones. I know a lot of everybody hey, on the on YouTube. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's like a huge light presence where they're always pushing these big bar lights. I mean, you don't need any of that stuff if you don't want it, but it's good. But I just buy. I got some Maxi Sun 
lights. They're like $60 a piece, the 100 watt quantum boards. And then I got a Mars Hydro light that they sent me years ago for free. I'm still using it, it works great. And then I ordered two more um, cheap Bloom Plus 150 watt quantum boards. Those things are intense, so. Yeah, man. Yep. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. And there's nothing wrong with running quantum boards in general. Like, I mean, you know, the bar lights are cool as shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're super sexy looking and all. Like, everybody can say that. But, like, I mean, it's it's no big deal. Like, I mean, I don't really see the benefits of one over the other. I will say my bar one is a little bit cooler, um, just ever so slightly. But it's nothing to write home about. Like, it's nothing to to drop more money on just, just to stay relevant, you know, or whatever. Like, or feel like you need to have the best of the best. Like, you know, I've got both here and eventually i'll replace all the quantum boards with bar style lights but i'm not in a rush you know what i mean and it's it's not even a necessary thing to do but it's something that my ocd needs to have like i just gotta have everything be exactly the same like both tents and everything it looks good um, but yeah and and yeah it looks good and and i will say that um and, and it all has to do with the spectrum too like what spectrum do you prefer do you want it to be more of like a a white light or do you want it to be more of like a warm light? I mean, that's really, what What do you think does better? You know, I think that's really what it comes down to. Plants are going to be happy uh, no matter what. Either way. Yeah, it's like, what do you prefer looking at? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You know, they're going to be happy regardless. And honestly, I don't see a difference. I don't see an actual difference in growth or anything, you know, like. Dude, I've got one, of, uh, I've got one of those Bloom Plus uh, rectangular quantum boards. I think yeah. it's a 120 or 5 or a 150. Uh, and yeah, that's the best one I've got in my attic room. There's like a, a smattering of different quantum boards all hanging at the same level, basically. But that's one of them. And the plants that are under that one are always really nice. They pray all the time like they love that light. And that was just Bloom Plus. I mean, it's a great product so far. Yeah, they it, it's like the diodes. Just whatever diodes they have, they it's always the Samsung 301Bs. So it's the same diodes, mm -hmm. yeah, usually a meanwhile driver, exactly. sometimes not. But I mean, drivers are drivers. Yeah. Like we're getting to the point where these things are basically all good, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and if that's what you're paying for, you're paying for the diodes. So like whoever's going to be able to be willing to sell me the cheapest version of that diode. I mean, there's nothing wrong with buying that, especially if the drivers are decent, you know, like there's, yeah. you know, you're, you're not in any more danger using, you know, that's, that's what I'm getting at. And then you got some that, I mean, even the, even the El Cheapo uh, LEDs, like the, the cheaper off brand ones, I mean, they're all trying to be Samsung. So like, you know, it's a matter of time until they're all exactly the same. And then who knows what the difference between Samsung and, whatever it is, you know, cause they're all the same and they end up getting manufactured probably in the same fucking place. Probably. <laughs> eventually, yeah. eventually, you know, or the same so, warehouse. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Congrats on your new lights, bro. <clears throat> yeah. I've got a, um, Hell yeah. I've got a little two, uh, two by two. That's four feet tall. It's a kit that I got off Amazon for, it was like 180 bucks with the shipping and everything. And it came with the light It's spider farmer. So it's the tent, the light, the fan, Everything came with a little timer. You literally set it right up. And I mean, that's less than a lot of lights cost by themselves, but I'm doing little breeding projects in there. It's perfect. Yeah. So I agree. Like it, people that are doing it at home don't really need to go big or stress about going big. You know, I feel like, like that, that's not really do it. talked about enough. That, I mean, I feel like everyone on YouTube is pushing these hyper crazy lights these like almost like production value lights that no one we don't really need it to grow some good weed you can grow it with some 
you know, some cheaper lights, but there's this push and I'm looking at these prices and dude, they're like a thousand dollars. Like you could fill a room with cheap lights for a thousand dollars. No doubt. No doubt. If you just went with Bloom Plus, you could do a lot for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Bloom Plus, I think they have a pretty good uh, customer service, don't they? From what I understand. Uh, I, think sure. I think, uh, I think real green monster. I think he, uh, I think he's been riding the Bloom Plus train, I think with his rooms and stuff. There's I'm not a, mistaken. There's another, what's that other company? Uh, I forgot this the last time it came up too. Uh, us made lights and I think it's a veteran owned company. It's no, like chill. Budget led or something. Chill. Uh, chill. Chill. LED? Or chill. LED? My grow- cool. Growcraft. I got the X three. If we're talking about Growcraft. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to get into um, some of those. Those are cool. Those are you talking to more? Are you talking about Elevated Lighting Company? Oh, that's the one. Ele- yes, Elevated. Both, both of them are. Uh, I think both of them have something to do with vets. I think. But, right. Uh, but I just remember like US yeah. one. Like it's it's cool yeah. to see if there is a US company doing LEDs like to try to do that because so much of this yeah. shit comes from China. I mean, I get shit off Amazon, but I still cringe a little bit. Like, I think yeah, they have a monopoly on the chips and for, stuff. Totally. And for me, it's not for like moral reasons, really. It's just like, it's just dumb. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just hate the whole thing. Like, just let me get it from somebody that's close by. You know exactly. Yeah. My 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 main thing for purchasing anything is if as long as I can call a number and talk to a person, I'm fine. For real. Like, I mean, I have no yeah. problems doing business with anybody, and I would actually be more inclined to do business with other companies if. You know, I could call a number and speak to an individual and actually get assistance when I need it. Like that, that goes so far in customer yeah. service. And I don't understand why more companies, you know, and I know what it is. It's, you know, these the, the Zoomers and shit, they, they refuse to have a phone call conversation. So that's really what a lot of it has to do with, I believe. I really, truly believe that that's the problem. And plus, right. you have to pay someone else and they'd rather just outsource that anyway. So I do, I do want to tell a story on that line about, uh, cheap lights and then there's quantum board. So like, I would say if you're going to get cheap lights, which totally cool, uh, everybody should start with that and do that as it works. Uh, sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, um, I ordered some, uh, bar lights that were, I think like a hundred bucks a piece off of Amazon and they were a bit larger. So I was really excited about it. The first one came and it worked and I had enough space. I wanted two, so I got the second one. And that was broken. And long story short, I went through four returns where one of them actually got lost and never even showed up. And then the subsequent two that I got were both smashed all the hell. So it was this whole thing. I think basically the whole shipment got fucked up somewhere. And then they were just sending them out from there. But that was only my experience with trying to get that level of like the the spread out bar lighting, but go cheap with it. I would say like definitely stick with the quantum boards because those are proven out. They're really solid. They're not going to get all smashed most of the time, you know, anyway. Yeah. They're built solid, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're like tanks, man. Yeah. They really are. But yeah, I'm excited though for the future of LEDs. I just, uh, I'm anxious to see what, what we get down the line, you know? what what comes next i mean what's after what's after this little tiny chip like what what is the next thing you know <laughs> they'll find something well there's some uh, of those like there's controllers i've seen that simulate sunrise like you program it in and it'll like that's it'll photon check does that. do they? yeah that'd be yeah, fun that to is pretty cool play with i wonder what that imparts to the plant like you know 
better terps or stronger structure disease resistance that kind of thing i wonder in the future those controllers will give you the ability to play like rooster sounds for when the sun comes up (laughs) that's good that's good crickets uh, at night and uh, bacon frying in the background the sun is coming up (laughs) (laughs) uh so, so merch um let's talk drying for a little bit how do you how do you dry your flower when you harvest so i guess it depends on what i'm drying and like how big it is and you know, if it's something that I'm actually serious about wanting to smoke a lot or, or something I'm just gonna throw into edibles. So I think it kind of depends on the situation, but for edibles, I will just dry the crap out of them, completely bone dry so that I can just kind of crush them up. So that's kind of nice. Don't have to worry about it. The lowest humidity I can get, um, but not a high temperature, kind of still shoot for the 60 to 70 range and just let it dry. But for smoking, I do aim for the 60-60 mark, and I try and hang them up for like the entire plant with all the leaves on it so it covers the bud. I hang it up for like two weeks usually, and that works good. What kind of space are you drying in? Are you using like a, like a closet or a tent or, or what? I have recently just um, used the entire cabin for the outdoor. I just go in there and hang it up, so I use the whole room and um, but for indoors, I do it in the tent if I can. This year, I'll be doing it in a room. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I need to get into making, uh, doing more shit with edibles and stuff. I've never made them. I need to experiment some more. Man, I, I love fun. making um, oil. I have a whole video on how I do oil, but it's the easiest thing to make using your like trim or your hash or whatever. Throw it in some olive oil in a crock pot for like, you know, a day for like 10 hours and then just put that in whatever you want and you're you're high for a long time and you're real high. <laughs> um, now how you do you go so about... So <laughs> how do you go about dosing? Like how do you figure out like strength and stuff with edibles? That's the dangerous part. That's, that is the conundrum. So you got to try it at some point and, and usually it's too strong the first time. So... I just, I start off with probably a, a teaspoon and, and then I'll go from there and I have to wait. It's a minimum of four hours to kick in like full strength. So you have to wait four hours. You can't take it too early. I've taken it too early before and it's been a real bad time because it starts hitting me as I'm like, just took the other one, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a scary ride right there. Mm-hmm. Zombie times ahead. <laughs> well, that's a cool, easy way to do that, man. Is so you don't have to get into alcohol extraction or anything else, really. I mean, um, I've done it with uh, coconut oil, where I'll make a double boiler with two pots on the stovetop, and then just fill the top with you know three big jars of coconut oil, and then stuff trim and everything into there, and let that simmer for a long time for like three hours. Yeah, dude, that's what's up. I take it and and I and I'll take this stuff out and I'll put it in like a little juice, like a lemon squeezer and I'll squeeze it. So I'll get all of the all the oil out of the bud and then I'll fill it up again. So I'll do it like two or three times, like triple distilled or something. And it's like it's black. Sure. Yeah. Nice. I've never run it through more than once. That's a fun idea. Cool. How about how about those? Uh, what's your opinion on those uh, Levio things that you they're advertised to us on IG all the time? 
I've I've seen those. They're they're like a little machine that you put this the herb in yeah. and it shoots it out. Um, it looks pretty sick. I, shit, I'll try it. I would. Uh, I just yeah. you know, it's not on my list at the moment, but I find it really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I want someone I know and and trust to like make a video on it, <clears throat> Captain. <laughs> Captain <Mother Flower. laughs> um, I wish somebody would make a video that I could see it actually firsthand, like how how easy it is to to like you know run it through and stuff. Because I mean, I, that'd be something I'd be interested in buying if it's if it's really simple. Um, you know, because that that's the main thing. Once you start, you got you got to go ahead and finish. Like you know what I mean? It's so much involved uh, for me because I'm like illiterate when it comes to like anything in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> trying to boil shit and and all that but well yeah. I, I, last time i tried to make edibles you could smell it like three miles away i think dude it's strong super strong i had the pleasure last year of of using a friend's uh, magical butter machine and those are pretty sweet really made me want to get one just because it simplifies the whole process because you don't have to do a lot of big mess with the pots and the stove top and stuff you just put it in there and turn set the setting and uh, you can do different lengths and different temps and all that kind of stuff. It comes out real nice. Yeah, that's that's the type of stuff that I need to. Now, is that for, it's called magical butter? Is that does it only make butter? No, you could do coconut oil in there too, but that's kind of what it's meant for is like infusions. I get you could do olive oil too. So oh, okay. it, it's basically just like a, a heated stainless container with a uh, a regulated like uh, spinner blades, you know. So then whatever the chipset is, will like turn them up high and down low for a while. It'll mix itself occasionally. And then the temperature maintains a consistent state. So it's basically like a little pressure cooker with a, with a blender inside it. That's, that's pretty sick. For, yeah. So yeah. I did coconut oil when I used it and uh, took like three hours and it, it was done. It came out good. And the unit comes with nice micron straining bags so you can strain everything out. Um, but yeah, it was a good experience. It's a little pricey. I think it's like 200 bucks for the whole kit for all the stuff. So well, that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah that's not horrible. No, that's, that's not bad at all. Uh, but yeah, it comes with like, a. <clears throat> you also get, that's why the other thing you can make gummies with it. So if you get like the gummy mix, you can make your extraction and then put that in there and make the gummies and they give you little uh, silicone trays to do that and all. Man, I want so some of those dudes. Yeah, that's truly that's truly what I desire. Honestly, uh, gummies. There I want to be able to like really. I want to perfect that. Like, I want to be able to be like, yep, I I'm gonna make like 20 of these things and carry them with me to such and such. Like, that would be nice. I think they're pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's just that's the, the ultimate in the in the recipe. Yeah, yeah. But I know those pop a gummy that magical butter machine touts that they can they can make gummies real easy. Just I've never tried that myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cooking cooking with it is fun. I've done a little bit here and there. Um, I like putting RSO in coffee with a coconut oil and blending that up. So then it's like a nice, if you don't put too much, otherwise it's just, then you're going to sleep, you know, but a little microdose with some coffee is nice. I got to get down on the RSO. I heard you guys talking about it in a previous episode and I didn't realize how um, it can really help your health out. If you, you know, you run into some snags. I just didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's some intense shit. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy knew somebody that treated cancer with it. Like I've known a couple. Gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. A couple yeah. people. And then this, uh, I think I talked about this, but I'm not sure the last, uh, 
Cannabis Health Radio podcast, or one of the recent ones that I heard, they interviewed a guy. He had stage four lung and kidney, um, and they gave him like two months, uh, sent him home, and they started uh, RSO suppositories, uh, two grams a day, so 2,000 milligrams a day of RSO. Maybe not THC, but he was getting at least, <laughs> you could say he's getting at least 1,500 milligrams a day That's of a lot. THC, but all the cannabinoids and everything too. But um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he, the guy, it was an interview with the guy and he said that uh, he didn't really get high from it. The effect from the suppositories was more like taking CBD, even with that dose. That's cool. Um, because it's all, it's, because it's absorbed a different way. I, and I don't want to like, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Uh, I think it doesn't go through the liver is what happens or it comes in a wow. different way. It's just absorbed through the tissue in your rectum basically, but you do got to, you know, get it up there. Get it up the butt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice sound effects. <laughs> really painted the picture. <laughs> well, I imagine if you're treating cancer, looking down chemo, that's pretty easy to do, but harder for somebody oh, recreationally. Yeah. I'm just going to suppository some of this stuff and see what it does. Yeah, the rec market but, uh, probably isn't so good with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did mention on a previous show that my, my friend uh, uh, who treated herself with uh, RSO also thinks that it kills all kind of parasites that she dumped a bunch of parasites uh, during that treatment and and had this theory that that was another reason for that um so yeah kind of interesting but the this guy's story was pretty wild so he uh had this really severe diagnosis started doing the suppositories they did them for 60 days or 70 days and went back and the kidney was gone completely gone but he had some like lung nodules left. So he started vaping RSO. Um, and uh, he went, he said he did it for like three or four days and he went into this insane coughing fit where he thought he was going to die. And he coughed up a little black ball that was basically like the size of the tumor. He thinks he coughed his tumor up that the RSO actually like loosened that up and let, kicked it out. And uh, sure enough, they went back and the scan was clean. And since then, the guy, he was like basically on the death's door, not being able to walk. And now he's like hunting and out with his grandkids and all this kind of stuff. It's, I want to get they, some of that stuff. Yeah. So it's, and Dude, I need to make some, man. It is uh, relatively I, I, I have easy. a bag that I'm just thinking I'm going to dedicate to making RSO with. Honestly, you know, I got an idea. I think I think we should do a group thing here on this. I think you and I should take every piece of trim, every fucking anything we've got laying around that we just want to get rid of. We should put it all in the same jar and just one make one giant thing RSO. Should absolutely. <laughs> I, I think we should try that. I think that's something we should do early bird. I think I'm gonna do that too. And if we can make it happen, yeah, I think we should. I yeah, think because I know if I if I do it completely by myself, I'm gonna screw it up anyway. But if we do it together, I think <laughs> kicker on the big batch is best if you uh, you know if you know somebody where you can get food grade alcohol. Because ordering the yeah. the extract a haul off Amazon or wherever you get it, actually, I think you can't. I think it's from their site, um, <clears throat> but it's about a hundred bucks a gallon, you know. So it adds up. Hell uh, yeah, yeah. So food food grade, you're saying food grade alcohol? Food grade alcohol does the trick. I mean, you could do it with Everclear too, but that's going to run you about the same. I mean, if you get a gallon's worth of Everclear, it'd probably be about a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. How much can you make with a gallon? Uh, I had 20, I think I made 20 grams when I did that from 
trim and, and some leftover bud, larfy bud and stuff. Yeah. And all I did, I had a big glass, uh, like a cookie jar and, uh, I just poured all the alcohol in first and, uh, then I just took all the leaf material and packed it in. I kept using a stick to just pack it down and kept pushing it in until it was right at the top. And then I put fermentation crocs basically for making sauerkraut. It's like a ceramic disc. Just set that down on top of it, left it there for 24 hours, and then did the whole crock pot, like uh, cooking it out in the crock pot. For that, I, I did a double boiler with a Pyrex inside water in a crock pot and then just let that run with the stove vent on which I don't know if that was the smartest idea or not, but nothing happened. So <laughs> it is evaporating. Yeah, I need to find somewhere I can do it yeah. where it won't fucking stink up my house. Yeah. Yo, away from that like that. The smell is wild. Yeah. That was fun. It was a fun day. Got to have some chill neighbors. Mm-hmm. So that's what traditionally they would say, like, especially back in the day, you would do it outside, um, you know, just for safety because it's alcohol cooking off, you know, but I will say I did that and it worked out. So, but I had it going at a really low rate. Maybe you could do it like in a porch, like on the back porch or something. Like, I don't think it's like uh, necessarily like a butane or something that's going to go, you know, at the first sniffle. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I need to research alcohol explosions more <laughs> so I don't do that. <laughs> that that'd be my concern. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, um, it was something else I wanted to ask you, Merch. Um, you, uh, what, is your, what is your preferred LST approach? Uh, indoor. I, I see you. Uh, see you I have done wire ties and stuff. Quite a lot of different techniques, and I really like doing Kyle, like Kyle Cushman's chiropractics. I well, actually, no, that that's more of a high stress, I guess. But um, if you don't crack the stems and just kind of lightly bend, I like doing light bending and just sort of tying back with green ties to sort of open open up the center. I'd say that's my favorite. Just opening and open up a little bit, you know. Yeah. You know, just making it so everything's got plenty of room around it and plenty of opportunity for, for air to travel past and all like that. That, that, yeah. Yeah. They and, love, and, uh, and just, honestly, the more you spread them out, the, the more they fill in. It's just, it's so fun to see it. It's like, I think that's my favorite part as far as growing is watching the, the parts grow where you wanted them to grow. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the best part of the whole grow. That little, that veg time where you just can just control, you know, where they're going to be when it's all said and done. I love that, you know. And then when they finally lock in and you can see like your work actually took, took hold, you know, that's satisfying as hell. Yeah, when they sort of like get <laughs> stiff and they lock, get that bud lock. Yeah. And it's finally like, yeah. okay, now we're just going to watch because this is my, this is what we've been working for. Yeah, yeah. Finally got to that point, man. That, that is a good feeling. It is. It is. But I've been I've been bending a lot more branches over this last one, well, the one right now, because my auto tent is packed to the gills, y'all. Like it is, <laughs> it is, it is packed in there. I mean, it's a packed house. Not not one inch of available space. Um, but they're all happy. Everybody seems good. So <laughs> that's good. But I've been bending like crazy this time, man. I've been bending and snapping. I snapped a couple. Um, taped them. They came right back. No problem. So. <laughs> but yeah no i uh lst though there's uh there's little bend over clips too there's little 3d printable ones those those are those are helpful as well those are interesting it it, it it makes it so you don't have to use as much wire or wire at all depending um because that that is that is a little bummer trying to get especially in the back you know when you try to bend that wire just yeah. right and get it you know 
you know, if you're in a tent, that is. But they're quicker to put on. But yeah. I feel like uh, you have you have much more. Uh, you you can be more precise if you're using like the wire method. Yeah, you, you know, can. because those 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 bending clips, you pretty much you're just forced to do a ninety degree bend. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I like being are. able and, to pull them with, down. You know, right where I want them. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely more partial to that. I just I've been I've been trying a lazy man's approach uh, lately, <laughs> and it, uh, it it works it works. But sometimes you do uh, if you don't if you don't do the pre bend like if you don't squeeze it real good and like get like a nice like one inch flat area and then make your bend, um, you know that that's that's when you run into problems snapping shit. That's what I found. Dude, that's how. Yeah, I, we all I snap from time to time though. I mean, be honest, I snap them a, a lot and yeah. I just toss them. Yeah. Mm. I think that's how I, lucky. I think that's how I gave this one plant root rot, honestly. I did what that I was trying to use LST clips and I didn't soften it enough and when I bent it over it snapped, but it was the hollow portion of the stalk. And I think something got down in there and that plant got root rot like seven days later. And killed it dead. Damn. Yep. Damn right, man. Uh yep. well, uh does anyone else have any more questions for Mr. Merch? Hey, uh, I haven't watched nearly enough YouTube videos to, <laughs> to ask you anything that you actually have going on right now. That was the main thing. I wanted to know what you had going on right now. Yeah, what are you uh, excited about right now? What, what is, what is, what is, yeah, what is your excitement right now? Well, right now, I am sort of exploring my direction as far as what plants I'm going to grow next, which is when you have as many seeds going, like brewing right now as me, I'd, I'm, I'm trying to focus on where I want to take this next as far as my genetic selection because that's that's really exciting and getting a getting a good room set up right now is is my main goal uh, my mango I always think of riffraff when I say that but um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a, a good environment and trying to get everything so I only have to set it up like one time so it's all streamlined and I and it's you know ergonomic for me everything's laid out nice so i'm trying to get set up in that regard and i'm trying to kind of get away i'm trying to get away from co2 which which kind of sucks because uh, at least the bottles because i can't go and get them all the time that's the truth and they don't last that long you know probably a week week and a half you're going to need another one so it's either that or burn get a co2 or a, a propane burner so i was looking at maybe getting a propane burner, but propane is, is a lot more expensive than CO2, so you're looking at an increase in cost, and is the benefit really worth it? So I'm, I'm trying to take a step in a new direction, and even though I've always been a, a pusher for CO2 because I think it's really important, I would like to become more like sustainable, so it's like I don't have to worry about getting more CO2 it is kind of a pain in the butt. I have to drive really. I have to drive an hour to go get it and off take a boat off this island, and it's just like it's crazy. So, just getting my room set up and getting some good genetics going—that is my main goal. And also, uh, having fun on YouTube, uh, doing more interactions like this. This is something I really was looking forward to. This is my first time, so doing this type of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I would like to get some automation going on as far as watering. Auto pots. Autopods. Oh, yep. For the win, man. Even just in, any other uh, equipment I find is really yeah. DIY friendly. You can take the little parts and pieces and do different things with them. So yeah, you might be able to work that in. That'd be my recommendation too. That's that, that valve, the aqua valve, is really 
makes life easier. Yeah. yeah. Even even listen to this merch. Even even if you just get you a big garden tray, okay? Big old tray and put one aqua valve and one reservoir. Dude, you can you can literally just water everybody and keep them all happy. Just make sure you you put you're going to have to dump some perlite or some pebbles at the very bottom of your pots if you use regular like the pots you're using now. Um, but you can just lay the pots that you have now directly in to your trays, man. And, and they will, you don't have to worry about them. I think I'm going to do something like that. I mean, that's the easiest way to incorporate automatic watering. Now, if you wanted to go like the full approach, you can get the, the pots and the trays, you know, that, and that's, you can make each one will have its own individual feeding schedule, you know, because it'll have its own aqua valve that way. I was looking at the auto pots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, man, I mean, that's the way I would send you for sure. Like if you're, if that's, yeah. I mean, there's also, tons of options. Yeah. Tons also, of options. also like doing, uh, if you have drip valves, like uh, you can, I've done this in the past and you get uh, for indoors, I just use like a five gallon jug or a couple of them linked together um, <clears throat> and then get adapters to run like a regular garden hose thread on there. And then at the hardware store, you can get those little garden hose sprinkler timers that you can set for the water flow and then just rig that up to a drip system in your room. And as long as you keep your reservoir filled, it'll at least drip down. Um, so that's one way to set that up. I like kind of on a budget. Definitely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you got, you definitely have options, man. I mean, that's, that's the direction for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're trying to do indoor and outdoor, you don't, you don't need to stress about both, you know, the, the watering, <laughs> that is the main thing that's kind of coming to a head for me is it just takes so much time to mix up these solutions. Cause I'll, I'll you know, I'll give them something. If I'm already going to put it into a sprayer, I'll put something in there too. If I have it like some silica or something. And then, so I end up pHing the water to something and then, you know, I, you have to fill those up a few times because I use a wand so I don't make a mess. And it just, it takes a lot of time. It eats up a lot of time. It's not that I don't like being in there, but I hear all you guys talking about automatic watering and taking your life back and all that. And I'm like, man, I, I want that, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, take your fucking life back. <laughs> it really, it, yeah. it truly is. It freed up a lot of time for me. So it's worth every yeah, penny, yeah. every penny. I went a little crazy with it. So I have a few little reservoirs set up, but, uh, it's nice. It, it gives you that ability to play around. A Rudy, more. Rudy's even rocking auto pots outside, man. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's, that's boss he's mode. Got, he's, he's got the full, he's got the full thing with a 50 gallon drum as his uh, reservoir. Yep. Jeez, <laughs> nice. Up to a 50 gallon. It lasted, but so far it lasts about two weeks. I've gone through four refills. And, that's uh, insane, so dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. The refill is kind of a pain. I got to carry 10 five gallon jugs out from the car to there. (laughs) Yeah, I never even thought about that. I just figured you had a hose, but yeah, I guess you. (laughs) I never even realized you were doing that shit. It'd be pretty straightforward to set up a filtered rainwater catch with auto pots with a 50 gallon. And then if you want to get fancy with it, you could have like a level indicator with a shutoff. You would just need like a little bit of power. So you could probably even run it off like some kind of a backup battery, you know, if you didn't have power to the spot. But yeah, it was. You could get that all that. up and running with solar too. Totally, absolutely, yeah. Because all you need is a little level level indicator to trigger the trigger the refill from the rain catch, and just kind of set that up so it keeps doing itself as long as it's filtered, you know, for bugs and stuff. Yeah, that would be easy to do actually. Damn right, man. Well, yeah, I'm. 
I definitely, I support you fully, sir. And uh, I hope to see more cool things that you do in the future, man. Totally. You, uh, you definitely, you definitely got a, a good head on your shoulders, man. And you, uh, you're a cool dude. You are. I'm glad to have you in the community, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I man, really, I'm, I'm super pumped to be on here and in, in the community. And I love, I love uh, seeing like chill people on YouTube. So I like to try and portray that as much as I can. Yeah, I guess that, that yeah. old saying, like lead by example, like if we're all more chill, I think everyone might be a little more chill. I don't know, but thanks for having you're, me on no, here, that's guys. The, that's the truth. But no, I'm gonna tell you, yeah. and your videos, what I like about your videos is when you watch them, it's very relaxed feeling. Like it's a very like chill video. Like I, I it's like no anxiety whatsoever. It's just nice and relaxing and, and just you know, soothing is what I'm trying to say. Like it is, they're, they're good videos. They really are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and nice Thank job you. on the videos too, on the audio and stuff. It, it, everything comes through really clear. Yep. It's nice. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, your YouTube, your YouTube is a uh, pretty damn good looking, man. It's, everything about it's good. Your video quality is good. Your sound quality is good. Your video, the content is good. I mean, and if people um, people want to find your YouTube, what 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 is your yeah. um? Uh, I'm on uh, YouTube under Merch Grows. It's two words. And uh, I'm about to hit a thousand subs too. I'm going to do a thousand sub giveaway. You know that old cliche, but yeah, we're we're almost nice. there. And yeah, hit me, hit Damn me up. Right. I got a I got a pretty good collection of videos going at this point. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can help you get that 1K. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, shoot, you deserve it, brother. Like it's you're doing the work. Damn right. Thank you, guys. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Hell yeah! And then uh, people can find you on uh, IG as well. And uh, as well as Discord, so uh, so just Jay, how, how are how are the uh, how would you find each one? So I as do I do the one? Discord link in my biography bio of, or the description of my YouTube videos every time that I post. Um, so okay. you can just click on that. But on Instagram, I'm Jay Merch Jay, and that's not that's more of like just me. It's not like just cannabis content. It's just what I'm up to. So it's not you know I know a lot of people like to have one or the other. I would just have both. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's another option. For yeah, sure. I like yeah. those. Uh, you've been posting sunrise shots from the boat. And that's, that's that's cool so, to see. So pretty. Yeah, man, the morning's beautiful. beautiful out here, guys. Darn right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, brother, and uh, we'll uh, gladly have you on again in the future and see how you're doing, see how you're coming along. Hey, Absolutely. thanks, bro. Yeah. Um, I just you know before we before we go, I love this yeah. podcast and I love listening to everything that you guys like talk about on here. I listen to it at work. Um, I'll just be kind of I'll re-listen to some things uh, to pick up on things that I may have missed. And it's the same thing for like uh, I think it's cultivation conversation with Captain and all those guys. So I just I like yeah. this little circle. It seems more real to me, and I I think you guys are gonna be all, like big. I th I think so. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm I'm recommending everybody. But Appreciate that. Really man. enjoy listening to it. I think you guys are, are doing really well. Thanks, thank man. You. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. That's way cool. Yeah, we do we do appreciate that, and we're you know that's the thing. You know, we're just trying to do we're just trying to reach out, man. Just do our thing and keep it real, and you know. Just have a good time along the way. Absolutely. That's all it is. <laughs> but we, it was nice having you on, man. It really was. But uh, you have a great day, and we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you again sometime soon, all right? All right, bros. Peace. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. Peace, Peace out. Soon. Thank you for listening to Crafting Cannabis. Follow us on Instagram at Crafting Cannabis Podcast. Or visit our website at craftingcannabispodcast.com.